Welcome to Hockey News Action Show presented by BetMGM and McKenny Hockey. I'm Mike Stevens. This is the future first female GM in NHL history, Rachel Dory. Rachel, how are you doing? It's the second round. We're excited. I'm fired up for the second round. There's actually a bunch of good matchups that I'm, I'm pumped about. Usually the first round's the best round because of the format, but I actually think we're in for some awesome matchups in the second round. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. Obviously, our job is to tee you up for it from a... Uh, you know, from, from a betting perspective, it's always bet responsibly, but let's get into it, Rachel. Let's start with the Leafs and the Florida Panthers. You know, a relatively unlikely series, considering that one team conquered their demons for the first time uh, since 2004 uh, in Toronto, and the other team knocked off uh, the greatest regular season team we've ever seen in the Boston Bruins, and potentially the biggest upset in NHL history. Crazy stuff. Why don't you, why don't you take us through the series? Yeah, I had to do like some emergency research because when I was, you know me, I like to be prepared. I like yeah, to go through all the ahead. possibilities. I did not, I had Tampa, Boston. I had Toronto, Boston. I did not have Toronto, Florida because I just did not think that that would be the case. And that's kind of like the first point that I look at is you mentioned it. We've got a demon slayer in the Leafs and then we've got a dragon slayer in the Panthers. Both of those are emotional highs for those teams. You look at Florida, they came back, their backs against the wall. They had their backs against the wall to get in the playoffs. They've kind of been riding this emotional high for quite a while. And in this series, I do think that whichever team manages their emotional high the best is probably going to succeed. And so you look in the early part of the series, um, who's able to manage that sort of emotion are they able to kind of continue or does that stanley cup ish hangover sort of impact them and so i'm really interested to see that i do think that the leafs will be able to handle it a little bit better um because they've got a bunch of guys who who have won playoff series mm-hmm. before and and so i think there's that there's also um I, I hate to be this person but the leafs are gonna have home ice advantage in every game in this series like it they just are yeah no matter, no matter how much Florida is trying to make that not the case, it doesn't seem like it's going to work. Yeah, and it looks like uh, you were at Morning Skate today. Is Alex Lyon starting? Well, yeah, he was the first goalie off the ice, um, which was li- relatively surprising. Um, that usually is the hint towards who's starting, consider- but it's that's sort of odd considering that Sergei Bobrovsky stepped in through, I guess, most of that comeback stretch um in, in the first round but yeah it looks like now th- now if, if you want to look at it though lion has a much better track record this season against the leafs than Bobrovsky does Bobrovsky got shelled whereas lion sort of stuck his his uh, uh you know his flag in the dirt for that that sort of run that he went on to get the panthers in the playoffs in the first place that started in toronto so maybe they're they're doing the matchup thing yeah, like I think it could be a couple of things, right? You mentioned that, and I mean, it would be nice if a team listened to the numbers every once in a while. Um, mm. It also could be Paul Maurice playing mind games. He is famous he for that. Um, so we don't know. Either way, like, I don't think it's a huge difference. Um, I think Sam Sonov is the best of the three goalies. Um, I also don't think there's a huge advantage there. He just finished out-dueling Andre Vasilevsky, though, and that shouldn't be overlooked. Um, you look at some of the line lineup changes uh Toronto has Lilligren in the lineup though they look like they're going to go back to 12 and 6 Giordano and Lilligren playing together this season were incredible not only offensively but defensively so if you look at it if you go Riley Shen McKay Brody and then you got Giordano Lilligren I think you've got something there um 
They showed they were capable of shutting down Tampa and they've shown during the regular season uh, that they can play, especially when some of the other defensemen were injured. So I look for that to kind of be the, the optimal lineup and they're going to have to tackle dealing with Matthew Kachuk. And that is a task. He's been one of the best players in the playoffs so far, but the one thing I'm looking for here is how does rest kind of impact this series? You've got, um florida who played seven games they played on sunday night this is less than a 48 hour turnaround it's going to be 48 hour turnarounds likely for the remainder of this series i do wonder how that starts to impact guys because as you get deeper in the playoffs that attrition rate is higher and so i wonder how the travel they didn't go back to florida um how that will impact their ability to recover um that's something i'm going to watch for definitely in games one and two yeah, it'll be huge. I mean, yes, it does look like they're going back to, to 12 and 6. Uh, you know, Zach, Zach Aston Reese was skating with the regulars today, um, whereas like Sam Lafferty and Justin Hall and all that were skating with the scratches. So it does look like that. But yeah, all right, let's talk about a little bit of props here, though, Rachel. Um, starting with, I guess, a Marner assist prop, maybe? Yeah, so we did some deep dives. The first thing to know is both teams score a lot of goals. Like, I'm expecting this to be the highest scoring series. Mm-hmm. Um Florida is not particularly good at defense, but they have a really deep offensive lineup. Toronto is deep offensively, and they do have the edge defensively. So I expect a lot of goals. And with that, you brought up Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner has, in his in the first four games of series, he has assists in pretty much every single game the last three years. That's like not an accident. That's a trend that we can look at. And so Mitch Marner is been Toronto's best player, arguably, um, in the first round. I think he continues that, and in a series where I expect there's going to be a lot of goals, I expect Marner to be heavily, heavily involved here. So I'd be taking him for an assist pretty much every night. I also like his point totals at over one and a half. If the Leafs are going to score goals, Mitch Marner's going to be in on them. Um, If you're looking for series bets, though, like a series prop, I think it's going to be a long series. I think Toronto comes out on top. How many games? Um, oh, that's tough. Um, I, Ed, I'm going to say seven. Really? I think it's going the full seven. distance. I think, I think it goes at least six. Unless I will caveat that if the Florida goaltending turns into a pumpkin, this series is done in five. Yeah. Otherwise, well, I think Florida's got a legitimate shot here. And I think it goes seven. Um, where, as we saw in the Boston Florida series, anything can happen. Anything can happen indeed. All right, let's move on to Carolina and New Jersey. This is about as close to a toss-up series as you can get, don't you think? Yeah, I think this might be um, the closest series. And one of the things that makes it a close series is, so first of all, let's go over some of the injuries. There's no Shvechnikov, there's no Pacioretty, mm-hmm. and there's no Tara Vinen. Um, but we, yeah, that those are three of Carolina's best offensive players. That's That's tough to come back from. We now don't know what Timo Meyer's status is. And even though he wasn't good offensively for the Devils in the first round, he was one of the more impactful players in terms of driving play, controlling play, uh, zone entries, that kind of thing. We don't know what his status is. It was good to see him get up after getting absolutely obliterated by oh, Jacob goodness. Truba. That's, is that the hardest hit you've seen in like the modern? Like that, that, that was you know like what a that hit reminded hit. me of. What? Remember when Dion Phaneuf hit oh, Stefan Costa? Oh, no, no, yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. 
yeah, he and that. that man into a, another galaxy into with the that shadow realm, as i like to call it yeah so i think meyer is in doubt and he's a key player in this series so you should absolutely wait for lindy ruff to discuss that he might be mum but obviously you're gonna see if he's in the lineup or not uh, both teams play fast and they have depth so new jersey's deeper up front especially with the injuries to carolina but on the back end i'd argue that carolina has the best top four in the entire nhl you've got brent burns brett pesci jacob slavin brady shea that's it, yeah that's kind of hard to argue right and so for me i think this is going to be a really balanced fast paced sort of uh, possession style game and it's just going to be a matter of who's able to assert their specific possession style um in any given game yeah it's going to be amazing all right let's do a little bit of a little some little props here um let's start with uh brent burns potentially some shot props with him yeah so brent burns has been a shooting gallery all season, but particularly like in round one, he had five or more shots in four of the six games. And he went over his number in five of the six games. In the sixth one that he missed, he hit two goalposts. So he's shooting the puck and he's getting it through. He's getting it on net. I don't expect that to change. Um, that is going to be something where because Carolina is down some offensive players, they are leaning on their back end to provide offense. On the other hand, New Jersey's best players have to perform in this series or it's going to be an issue. Mm -hmm. They were not... Jack Hughes was pretty invisible in the first round, and that's really rare for him. So I expect him to kind of bounce back here. But, like, if they're going to beat Carolina, it's not going to be because Andre Pallott and Miles Wood are scoring. It's going to be because Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer and potentially Timo Meyer are scoring. Carolina's got a big defense core, though, and... Jacob uh, Truba is kind of similar in size and how he plays. Same with Ryan Lindgren to a lot of Carolina's decor. And Jack Hughes really struggled. So did Nico Heischer um, to put up points. And so I do wonder if that is going to impact how New Jersey uh, is able to create offense. It will be an interesting matchup to see. But right now, until I see kind of game one, I'm staying away from the New Jersey top player props and I'm just going to go with Burns over three and a half shots. Cause that's something he's been consistent at. And he's got 14 shots in the five games he played against New Jersey this year. Yeah. It's, it's going to be tough. And obviously, you know, the last point here is, you know, we can't talk about the devil's uh, performance without talking about Akira Schmid. Yeah. I mean, I was with the organization when we drafted him and I remember our goaltending development guy was fired up about it and we didn't really know anything about him uh i can now see why he was fired up akira schmidt is he's he's good now let's not get out of hand here he is a rookie mm -hmm. 22 he is, he's young and i mean quite frankly he was outplayed by igor shesterkin by pretty much every metric it's just the rangers could not figure out how to play in front of shesterkin but Schmidt did his job, and all he's got to do against Carolina is outplay either Ranta or Anderson. And I think you and I, given the city that we live in, know that it's not exactly difficult to outplay Frederick Anderson in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. um, so it'll be interesting to see. Does he maybe hit a wall? Is he able to continue this magical run of play? It kind of reminds me of Cam Ward back when Carolina won the Cup. We were 
like in elementary school. So it'll be interesting to see. I am rooting for it because I think that kind of story is awesome. Um, so for me, that's something I would look at. But the Brent Burns prop, that's something I hammer pretty much every single game. Yeah. All right, Rachel, as, all, as I did with the last series, how many games and who wins? Oh, man. I think this game. Uh, so with Meyer, Devils in seven. Okay. Very Without Meyer, Canes in seven. Whew. You're right. This is a toss-up series. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's go to Vegas and Edmonton, or as you know, I like to call it, Jack Eichel, Connor McDavid. The marquee matchup, eight years in the making. Just remarkable stuff. Um, and as you note here, the uh, special teams battle is going to be extremely interesting to start off. Yeah, I am so excited for this series. I mean, we're getting two premier players, and you got one guy who just decided he was going to break records this year. And then you have another guy in Leon Dreisaitl who is approaching Mario Lemieux Wayne Gretzky playoff records, which is always a terrifying thing. But you brought up special teams, and the Vegas PK in round one was 58%. That's insane. Edmonton's power play, on the other hand, was obscene in round one. And if Vegas has any hope, or if we have any hope of seeing any penalties called in the series, because you know the officials aren't going to want to call them, Vegas needs to figure this out or they are in trouble. Because it's not like they've got Connor Hellebuck or Ilya Sorokin or Igor Shosturkin in goal. They have Laurent Brossois. And if you are going to hand McDavid and Dreisaitl power plays and your penalty kill is at basically Vancouver Canucks level, you are going to lose. Like, you just are. So Vegas needs to sort that out, or this series might be over pretty quickly because Leon Dreisaitl has been terrifying on the power play. Oh, yeah. He's he's a destroyer of worlds. It's crazy. Um, now, if you look at the two differences between the teams here, Vegas, whereas the Kings, who the Oilers just beat, it does seem like Vegas is a bit deeper, doesn't it? Yeah. So th- this is a kind of like a, a flip, right? So you look at LA, they're pretty top-heavy, right? They've got... Kopitar and Deneau, then they've got like Kempe, Arvidsson, Fiala, Byfield, right? But then their bottom six, there's not a ton there. You look at Vegas's bottom six, Mike Amadio, Nick Waugh, uh, Brett Howden's been really good. So they're a lot better in the bottom six. And they got Chandler Stevenson. The one thing, though, is up top, their defensive centers are nowhere near Kopitar and Deneau. So we might see a situation where 97 and 29 in orange and blue are able to have more space. But I do think that the Vegas bottom six performs better than the Edmonton bottom six. So what you're looking at here is can Edmonton's top six outperform Vegas's top six to make up for the margin between the bottom sixes. It, it's going to be interesting um, because I don't know if Vegas can keep the Edmonton superstars and their sidekicks at bay. Like that, There's just a lot to deal with. And if Kopitar and Deneau can't do it, I don't think Mark Stone on a bad back and Jack Eichel are going to be able to do it. It's funny that you meant like the Edmonton has stars. And the, the thing is, they're stars that have sidekicks. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's like, ridiculous. oh, you know what? Here's Iron Man and Captain America. And then here's but Robin. Also... <laughs> it's crazy. Um, all right. So let's do a little, little, a little bit of props here, if we shall, as we always do. Um, 
any individual player props that intrigue you in this? Yeah, we're going to go with Evan Bouchard. He had an assist in five of the six games in the first round. He's getting power play time. He's starting to figure out when he's got to shoot versus when the shot pass or when he's got to pass. So he's kind of becoming a bit of a dual threat up at the top there. He's getting more time with McDavid and Dreisaitl, which is always terrifying. And so for me, I like the Evan Bouchard assist prop. Alec Martinez, Vegas blocks the most shots in the NHL. He leads the way, him and Petrangelo. I like their block shots prop. Um, even if it's three, you know it's going to be a shooting gallery. And I just think that Alec Martinez is the guy that's going to have to wear a lot of this. Um, and then this one should come as no surprise. We talked about the Vegas penalty kill in the Edmonton power play. Dreisaitl power play point in every single game. It's at plus money. That's a no-brainer to me. Yeah, plus money? Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah, you got to slam that as much as you can. It's crazy. Um, as, as we say, Rachel, if in every series here, how many games and who comes out on top? Edmonton and six. Edmonton and six. I think Edmonton wins at home in six. All right. Well, we'll have to see. Um, and then finally, we have the Dallas Stars and the, you know, the up-and-coming out-of-nowhere Seattle Kraken. Um, you know, no one thought that – uh, this series would be happening, at least in, in the Kraken in this in this uh, position. Yeah, here they are. Crazy stuff, Rachel. Let's take uh, let's take them through it. Yeah, anybody who said that they had the Kraken playing the Stars, unless you're on the Kraken or in Seattle, uh, you're lying. Mm-hmm. That's just similar to Florida. Like, I just wasn't prepared for that. Um, but it was the depth. I Here's the thing, though. Dallas has decent depth. They've got three really good lines. And Seattle's without Jared McCann. He's not going to play for at least the first two games. And that's a problem. You take a 40-goal scorer out of any lineup, and it's an issue, right? If you take Matthews or Nylander out of the Toronto lineup, that's a problem. You take Kachuk out of the lineup in Florida, that's a problem. You take Shvechnikov out of the lineup in Carolina, that's a problem. You take Dreisaitl out, that would be a rather large issue. Right, So Jared McCann not being there means that Matty Beniers is getting all the attention. Rupa Hintz is a super underrated two-way forward in this league. He leads the playoffs in scoring. So for me, while Seattle does have the depth, Dallas has depth and stars. They have Hintz and they have Jason Robertson. They're going to get Joe Pavelski back. Tyler Sagan stepped up in round one. That was a bit of a surprise. And so I just think that that's going to be a problem. And then you get to the goalie part of it. Jake Ottinger is the best goalie left in the playoffs. And I don't think it's particularly close. But Grubauer was actually a superhuman in round one. The thing about Grubauer is he's never really been consistent. So you're not really sure what to make of it. And if this was just kind of a revenge type thing against the Colorado Avalanche. But I think even when Grubauer is at his best, he's still not Ottinger. And so if you look at it, I think Dallas is better top to bottom. They're better up front with their stars. They're definitely better on defense with Heiskanen um, leading the way back there. And then they're better in goal. Yeah, it certainly seems that way. Um, any individual player props you want to get into on this one? or um, I would take Rupa Hint's point. He's obviously leading the playoffs in scoring. I think his line's a little thin for me. Um, so that's somewhere I would I would look. I would also take under in this series, similar to round one where we took the first period under in every game of Carolina, New York. We will be taking the under in every game of Seattle and Dallas, because I think this is going to be the lowest scoring series 
because both teams play really, really well defensively. And compared to other series, this series lacks firepower. And so for me, I think this is going to be a lower scoring series. I am taking Dallas in six. Dallas in six. All right. And is that is that with or without a Pavelski return? That is either way. I think Dallas wins in six. Okay. Well, on that note, we've just teed up the what should be an incredibly exciting second round of uh, you know playoff action. As always, bet responsibly. But Rachel, it sure seems like this is going to be a lot of fun. It, leave our listeners and viewers with something uh, to get them excited. If you can bet on who's going to take the next penalty, there is a cheat code. All you do is bet the team that had the last power play. So if your book offers that, and I know some do, you should bet that. Um, And the other thing is, we're in for a huge, huge series. It's wide open. The last time any of these teams won a cup was 2006. So there's a lot of intriguing storylines. There's a lot of fun to be had. And let's just enjoy it. Let's hope that there's no silly suspensions or anything like that. Yeah, let's just have fun. All right, we'll be back. Uh, later this week to keep going through these games. But until then, enjoy the uh, enjoy the first little swing here. And again, we will see you soon.